Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Seed. My name's Daisy. I am one of the hosts of this podcast along with Kristen Urena. On today's episode, we talk a bit about social media and its impact on our authenticity. Also the importance of having a social media presence just for, you know, keeping up with current events, uh, being able to be relatable, and the delicate balance that needs to be found and attained um, with social media. So we hope you guys really like this episode. Let us know what you think. Follow us on Instagram or TikTok or both at Grow With The Seed. Let us know what you think, and we will catch you next time. Enjoy. Love you. Mwah. How, I guess, how have you been feeling? I've also been curious. Like, I want to check in with you on, like, how are you feeling about the whole move situation? Like, have you made decisions mm. officially? I mean, yes. Okay. I signed my lease, and I told oh, my with the new, like, building? The really nice yeah. one? Yeah, I signed my lease and I told my landlord, Um, but I didn't, (laughs) I don't know why it like still doesn't feel real to me, even though it's really odd. It feels very not real and then very, very real because I have one part of me that feels very, very present in my life. And I think it's because I've unintentionally been on my phone way less the last couple weeks Mm -hmm. so it feels like I've had like a slower life more time but then in in one respect like in regards to moving and then I also feel like all right I'm moving in a month I need really need to pack I need to purge everything that I have and don't want anymore because I really do want to be more intentional about that this time because last time I moved was in a rush and I didn't really get to um like cleanse the way that you can cleanse during moves yeah and yeah. so like it was like throw everything I have in a box and um just kind of go from there but I want to be more like intentional about it and I'm feeling just a bit overwhelmed with the idea of just the logistics like hiring movers this time I've never done yeah. that and like the cost of that so there's it's more logistical stuff that I'm overwhelmed about but everything else doesn't feel real Mm. for some reason Mm -hmm. like in what way though does it not feel real I guess is it like a like a I can't believe I have a different living situation now or like I don't know like what kind of like not real (laughs) I feel like it doesn't feel real like I actually have to pack and move my stuff out of this apartment It doesn't feel real that I actually made the decision to move because not it wasn't impulsive, but it was kind of quick. Like I saw the I didn't look at a bunch of apartments. I saw the one apartment and then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to apply for it. And then I got it and I just did it. And I think I just haven't also had the time to like actually process all of it yet. Like I haven't. Mm had many days where I've like sat by myself and thought about it and not that I really I guess need to but I just 
feels like something that's happening later or never happening at all. I don't know. I don't really have um, words for it. That right. just doesn't feel real. It feels not real. And then again, also like a reset. Like it's going to, when it actually happens, I th- I'm excited for it. I think it will be good. But I'm just. Yeah. I guess no, feeling all cool, things and like nothing at the same time. Yeah, it's also like really nice. Like, um, it's like it's a cool thing to look forward to. It's like you're upgrading your living situation. Yeah. So. Yes, definitely. And I feel I was thinking this morning. Actually, I went for a walk when I woke up, and I was thinking how like when I move, I'm gonna have like a new place to walk or whatever, and like it's yeah. gonna look different and whatnot. And I've thought about that a couple times already and I had in the past couple weeks like a sense of like nervousness of did I make the right decision? Um, did I not look at enough apartments? Will I really like this living situation? And for some reason I'm like really fixated on the windows and the lighting in the apartment. I'm like what if it's not bright enough and <laughs> kind of like silly things like that. Yeah. But then this morning I was just like you know what? it's fine yeah and I'm gonna like find a new place to walk and I'm sure even if it's not as bright as I'd want it to it's not gonna be much different it's gonna be better regardless than where I'm living right. now just kind of like little things that I, I found my mind getting hung up on and and trying to find something to cling to mm-hmm. and I think it's like this reflex of in the past having anxious thoughts about little things mm-hmm. and I've I'm finding my mind's old pathways of like hooking on to those small things yeah but it's not feeling as strong now I'm like seeing it try to grab for that stuff and then it's like, like mm-hmm. no we're just gonna put that back down instead of like holding on to it and gripping it really tight that's awesome like the awareness of those thought patterns and being able mm-hmm. to just be like nope I know what this is <laughs> yeah <laughs> That has happened a lot, actually, for me. And just in this and in general, the last, I would say, maybe even month. Yeah. Where I've noticed, like, a sense, and I don't know if I've said this to you, but a sense of, like, phantom anxiety. That's just the only word I have for it. I don't think this is not a real thing for anyone that is listening. No, it, it could be. I it feel might like be. No yeah. experience is, like unique to only one person right like someone out there has experienced this too yeah it's just not like a clinical term like I don't know what the fuck you're gonna find if you google phantom anxiety but (laughs) it feels like (laughs) I don't know if this is the best analogy but like you know there's a thing where if someone has like a limb amputated they still have like a phantom sensation of that limb Mm -hmm. it feels like the anxiety that I've had in the past it's like lingering and it's there. It's like this phantom anxiety, but I'm not experiencing it in the same way. Like it wants to be there. It mm-hmm. wants to have that reflex, but I'm just like, no, I see you. And I, I kind of like, I get your fear or I get what you're doing or I see these old thought patterns coming back in, but I'm just kind of observing them and not identifying with them as much yeah that's so cool I love yeah, that yeah it's been really nice 
Yeah, I haven't experienced phantom anxiety, but like, I don't know why this just triggered this in my brain, but I feel like sharing it. I have been noticing myself getting like anxiety about anxiety, though. In what regard? <laughs> like, you know, how I'm an anxious driver, for example, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I like this is one a good example of it, I guess, that I could give you. It's like I go into driving expecting to be anxious. Mm. And then I feel like recently I was driving at one point and I wasn't anxious. And then as soon as I remembered I wasn't anxious, I got anxious. Yeah. And I was like, am I just anxious because I'm expecting to be anxious? <laughs> that is similar, almost the exact feeling that I have. It's like a variation of that. Like I'm in these scenarios where I would expect to either be really anxious or... Like, I start to get, like, a whisper of it. Like, it's kind of creeping in, but it's not, like, flooding me the way that it might have in the past. Right. And I'm like, interesting. Where is it? Like, <laughs> where is it? Where is it coming from? And it's just, like, it's not necessarily there. And it's it's really – it's interesting because I feel like I, I think anxiety it, – it helps us, right? The reason we're anxious, it's because it's protective – it's trying to prevent something unwanted from happening. We're trying to come to grips with the unknown or whatever it is. And it's it, it's functional in that way. But when we're either, I think, more okay with the unknown or we've just kind of moved through a certain anxiety a bit more and it's not there, we're like, it's almost like, where's my comfort blanket? Wait, I don't need a comfort blanket, but where is it? It's like, mm -hmm. we, we still are like looking for it a bit. Yeah. It's so weird. I also, I guess with my specific example, I think I get in my head about it a little bit because I almost feel like if I'm not anxious, I'm not like focusing almost on what's happening mm. around me and then that starts to freak me out and make me anxious yeah. it a little bit because then I'm like oh no like now I'm anxious about the fact that like well I just wasn't paying attention and so like mm -hmm. I wasn't in control maybe I wasn't like fully present in like a situation that can be very dangerous and then I start getting anxious about that and then I start yeah. being like okay well if I'm not feeling anxious then that means I'm doing something wrong here kind of and I don't know it's just this whole weird fucking thing yeah it, I think Again, it's like your anxiety, it's serving you in that in that regard, right? It's keeping yeah. you like hypervigilant, for lack of a better word. But then when it's not to the degree that you are normally experiencing it, it's kind of like all or nothing thinking too there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm either very anxious and like super fucking aware that I'm driving or I'm not present at all. And you're probably in the in-between. You're probably just right. like in a healthy space driving but when we don't have that extreme body anxious experience it probably feels like well what what's here then is this normal or is this a lack of it feels like you're on the other end of the spectrum and I feel like a good way I guess now that you've worded it like that I feel like that just makes me think again about like relationships with like food and body right it's like when you say that we always bring it yes, back it always that. does but like when someone who has like maybe restricted for such a long time starts to eat like normal amounts of food, right? They feel like it's on the other end of the extreme spectrum. Yeah. They're like, this is way too much because they don't know what that middle ground feels like. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Wow. I love that.
that's so crazy really good analogy Mm. anyway what else is new with you like there's so much I feel like we need to catch up I was thinking about that last night and this morning because I feel like I have so much is shifting in my life right now like I'm moving I am dating more I am now full-time at my job so like all of these things suddenly just like crashed into my life in the end very end of 2023 we love that (laughs) it's cool it's very cool and it's a lot of change and I think um like I said before in this conversation uh, the busyness of travel had kept me off of just my phone social media a lot more Mm -hmm. and I just feel through all of this like still very present and not overwhelmed by all of it and I think part of it is because I have been almost forced to be more (laughs) present and not on my phone and things like that and it's felt really nice like my screen time I think before was like seven or eight hours a day Mm -hmm. and now it's like three and a half maybe and it's like a it's it feels so good (laughs) yeah I really want to like figure out a way to decrease my screen time because I actually feel like if I'm not doing something else I'm on my phone and it's like Mm -hmm. where are the moments where like we just have like nothing quiet and like reflection and just like a moment to sit in silence on our own and just like be with ourselves right like mm-hmm. it sort of just feels like a, a thing that's like bringing me further apart from me yeah to a degree. yeah I that's always been my experience and it's interesting because before I moved to Colorado which was a year and a half ago more than that now and I would rather put my phone on airplane mode at like 9 p.m. and I wouldn't take it off until like when I was like either on my way to or getting to work. And it was like a solid, obviously I was sleeping during most of that time, but like still a solid like 10 to 12 hours of just my phone being off essentially. Mm -hmm. And I felt so, so good. And I was doing that for like six months or more. And when I moved here, I fell out of that rhythm because I, one, like my friends are in a different time zone. And then also I'm trying to make more friends here. And just having that level of boundary was just not conducive to keeping friendships and relationships. And I want to find like a middle ground between like always being on my phone and then like never touching my phone right (laughs) and that's that will be probably tough for me because I feel myself being like I want to break my phone I never want to go on Mm -hmm. it again kind of thing but I want to rework that relationship because I think there's so much like my life has felt it feels like years the last three weeks Mm. I feel like I have so much more time back because I've been more just like present in in the nothing moments, quote unquote nothing, like in all those in between right. moments where we like automatically reach for our phone. That just hasn't been happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, oftentimes we do like oscillate between the two extremes of like mm-hmm. anything before we get to somewhere that feels like more yeah balanced. Yeah. So 
that might even just naturally come, you know what I mean? Like if you go through periods of like always on my phone and then like never on my phone, like I think maybe it'll just slowly get to like that like moderate phone use <laughs> place yeah. possibly. But that's amazing that you've, um, you feel like you've gotten so much time back these past three weeks. Yeah. And I think I, I just mentally need that too. Cause again, I, I do feel that like just the logistics, I hate fucking logistics of things. Mm -hmm. It also just means like considering how high everyone's screen times is, right? It also just makes me wonder to a degree, like how much of our personality or how we're like showing up in the world is being influenced by everything that we're consuming on a daily basis from our phones, which like of course that's a big part of it. Like we know that. But it'd be interesting to see, like, when you take a break from your phone, like, are you better than able to be more authentically you versus being, like, influenced? And mm -hmm. I totally think so. It's like, what does that look like, though? Like, how interesting would that be to, to like, experiment or play around with that? Oh, I'll do that. Maybe that'll be my little thing that I, I like that. It's like making me want to do it, too. It's like, am yeah. I going <laughs> to remember this is who I am versus like this is the content I'm like absorbing every day and yeah. that's who I am kind of a thing. Totally. I, I think that a lot. And I had to kind of not like very intensely, but to a degree, like reevaluate some of the podcasts that I was consuming earlier in 2023 mm -hmm. because I, there was a phase where I was just like listening, listening, listening to like constantly always having a podcast on and then I pared back down to like maybe like two creators mm -hmm. that I started listening to because it just felt like I was taking in all of this information and one not giving myself time to integrate it and two like what we consume really makes an impact on us and then from there I went and I, I do this regularly but I go on like an unfollowing spree of like just like purging my social media because I think that what we again consume in that way absolutely has an impact on us and I think we're really foolish if we think it doesn't mm -hmm. we see that with trends we see that with like mm -hmm. trends either being the way people behave the way people dress the items that they buy all of it at this point is through social media mm -hmm. and we wouldn't probably feel a tug to those things otherwise some of us might some of us might not but I think it really does play a role in like what we move towards and I know one thing that keeps me kind of engaged more than I'd want to be is like the expectation that like I have to be like looking at what people send me or I should yeah. like for our social media I should be posting yeah. or all of these shoulds and again these outer expectations to a certain degree right for me I feel like a big thing that keeps me like hooked onto social media is like wanting to be like relatable in a sense like wanting mm -hmm. to be able to like under like in social situations for example like understand a reference to something right uh -huh. or understand like a social 
event like a current event that's happening because like i don't watch the news on the tv a lot of times i hear about things on social media and then that prompts me to like look it up more and like do more research yeah. on it and it's like am i just going to be completely out of touch if i let go of social media and like that's also something that i fear right it's like i want to find this balance of like being able to show up authentically not being so influenced and like a product of everything i'm consuming and at the same time still like be aware of what's going on <laughs> and yeah. have like that access to mm -hmm. what's happening outside of my bubble right because that's also really like important and I think just like the almost like addictive nature of social media and like things like that it makes it very hard to find that balance yeah time limits like dude I have time limits on like TikTok I have time limits on Instagram and I always 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 just ignore them mm-hmm I that is hard because I know for me definitely the news piece mm -hmm. I get a lot of my news through social media yeah and I as far as like the other stuff I feel like I don't know references or anything else like pop culture I guess I don't know another word for it um but like Not things going on I don't pop know culture but just even like for example like humor slang like all these oh yeah I don't know like, any of that I am that like develop yeah right like all those like you want to know what something means like I don't want to be that like out of touch yeah no adult. I am I, I literally spending time with um fucking some Gen Zers <laughs> over the holidays I don't know shit I don't know anything going on and I, I was on Urban Dictionary like way more than I'm proud of <laughs> Like, it was a little bit, like, in my mind, cringy. I'm like, damn, I don't know anything anymore. That bother doesn't really bother me, though. Right. Um, But the, the current events and and that hits me more because I don't want to be watching the news. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want to be in this little, like, privileged bubble of, like, oh, it's not impacting me, so I yeah. don't see it. And unfortunately, like, in this day and age, it's like you can't even – or ever historically yeah. you can't really trust like the news on the tv it's also yeah. biased so it's like we're kind of getting more accurate information from social media in a lot of ways and that's like hard to just be like yeah i'm gonna like choose to willfully like give this up and just not almost like play my role in society and like understanding what's happening and knowing how to mm -hmm. show up differently because of what's happening and that. Do you feel like that in order to be relatable, you have to be on social media? Not necessarily, because of course there's other things that make a person relatable, right? Like even just lived experiences can make a person relatable, yeah. right? Like that's always stuff you can talk about, but I think more so just um, like – how much easier is it to just understand what a person is meaning when they're saying words versus mm -hmm. like, for example, having an urban dictionary, everything. Mm -hmm. Or like if somebody's having more lighthearted conversations because it's not always about lived experiences, the things that people relate yeah. on. Like if we're just having a lighthearted conversation, somebody makes like a joke or somebody references like a TikTok trend or like a Reels trend that's been going on. And like you have no idea what they're talking about, then that then you kind of just sit there like, oh ha 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 ha, like awkward, right? So mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's like 
that important to being relatable in like a a deep sense of relatability but in like the lighter ways I actually think it plays a big part because the amount of times stuff like that comes up in conversation is a lot I feel like that's my brain is just like playing with that idea a lot right now because I feel like well I have the experience of being awkward 90% of the time I don't know the trends at all and I don't care (laughs) but like I don't think that's like a like a right or wrong thing like wanting to or not wanting to like know it I and I do have sometimes where I'm like oh I do wish I knew the trend or understood it a bit more because I feel like it does kind of keep me on the outs so to speak okay um I do feel though that like you do understand them like even just like a little bit right like maybe you're at like the point where it's like you kind of get it you know what I mean like even if maybe like in a conversation like I feel like there have never been there's never been a moment where I'm like oh come on Kristen like you live under a fucking rock you know what I mean oh I love that because I feel like other people say that to me really (laughs) I like my friend Alice the one the other day she posted something and I was like what are you talking about and she was like what the fuck is wrong with you oh my god and like yeah I feel like it does happen to me like kind of often yeah but at the same time like I just I don't want to say I don't care Mm -hmm. but I just in my mind it kind of is some somehow similar to like celebrity culture Mm -hmm. and like the same way I think maybe this is like a generational thing and I'm aging myself a bit but the same way like when I was younger, the big thing was, like, to know about celebrities more. And I feel like that's less now to a certain degree. I would say it's a bit less now. At least, um, I don't know. At least that's been my experience. Like, I don't think people necessarily talk about celebrities as much anymore. Yeah. And, like, I never was, like, well-versed in, like, singers, <laughs> actresses, actors, mm-hmm. like, people, like, in that. So I never um, connected with that that kind of uh conversation or things like that and I think I see that in the same way I see the celebrity culture I see TikTok trends and I think a lot of this actually has just came to mind is informed by like experiences I've had where I've tried to feel like more in touch with I guess mm-hmm. things going on or like yeah. I'll watch shows to like try and be in conversation and then I feel so blah after you're like I didn't want to do this like I didn't yeah like I didn't want to watch The Bachelor that was right right. boring for me and so I just don't want to feel that way so I'm like I don't need to know yeah no that's fair right I think that's like fair right like anything that you feel like you're partaking in just to like fit in that's like not Mm -hmm. enjoyable like isn't necessary to do like everybody can be different right like not everybody has to be this like carbon copy of a human being that watches the same things yeah you you don't have to like do things that are not enjoyable to you like that I think that sounds like silly right like if it's not enjoyable to you why partake in it I don't know I think I struggle with like it's more of the 
it's not even shows it's not even like let's say fashion trends it's just more of like the cultural like knowing yeah what is the vibe now and yeah. <laughs> it's almost so I feel like though you still pick up on the vibe like that's kind of what I meant like maybe like you don't watch yeah. The Bachelor you don't like care about stuff like that but I feel like you still get like funneled into even like Instagram like things from TikTok and like things that are mm -hmm. circulating the internet generally because yeah. like things on reels are always things that were like before on TikTok. I don't know it's like you're still getting the general vibe of like what yeah. is like our generation yeah. or age range kind of like showing up as like what's the humor like now what are we finding funny like what is I don't know but I find that like important to me to a degree mm -hmm. like wanting to be able to like show up with like anyone I meet around my age at least and be able to just like be silly with them or be lighthearted with them or like if they make a reference like for me to like make them feel understood with it mm -hmm. and not have it be like an awkward dynamic but like I agree with you that when it comes to like a show I hate or something like that it's like right like you shouldn't have to like watch a show that mm -hmm. like you hate just to relate to people or anything like that um yeah I and I that's like I like what you're saying too. It's like just knowing the general vibe rather than forcing. And that's I guess the balance cuz again for me I almost I think again I've done things yeah in the past in the recent past too like forcing myself to do it so I'm oh and now I'm just like I don't even want to breathe near something where I feel like I'm forcing myself okay. to do it. That's fair. And so it's again like another extreme of like ebbing right. and flowing between these states of like trying to be relatable but then for me thinking that like I was being inauthentic to be relatable yeah Which and now it's shifted from that and I'm just I'm liking the idea of a lot less and mm -hmm. and just being more present with I guess my experience and who I am authentically yeah which is beautiful, honestly, to be able to be like, nothing matters more than like me being authentic mm -hmm. and like being able to show up that way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I also think too, like showing up that way almost pulls you into situations where there is less of that like fluff type of conversation where it is like, mm -hmm the bullshit right because yeah. it's like okay if we're talking and the only thing we would be able to relate on is this like random funny thing that we're joking about then like maybe that's not like that deep of a connection or, or someone that you would relate to all that much anyway and so I feel like that's almost like a really cool thing about like what you're describing too because the, I think that means like people that you do show up with you're connecting on deeper levels with them yeah that is and that's something that I think for uh, most of my life and and it's just starting to come out of that now like I've had like shame around for lack of a better word because I do have that experience of where I, like, I feel like I'm always going deep mm -hmm. and it's like less fluff or surfacey stuff but I want to find that balance and I have exactly what you said, that experience of like now we're only talking about these surfacey things and I feel so unfulfilled mm -hmm. and now I'm like flip-flopping back to the other end of it. Right. 
with social media too I think it's it's difficult something you said before I'm kind of like looping back but it's also very addictive in nature Mm -hmm. so I don't remember what exactly you said like it's hard to find the balance because it's hard to find the balance yeah like I think the only reason um because I noticed I'm not reaching for Instagram as much because I just like unintentionally broke the addictive grab almost Mm -hmm. like the reach for it and now I'm like noticing how I feel when I do and it doesn't feel good okay and that's why I want to kind of just continue this momentum of like okay I'm gonna be on my phone less because it's already happened and I don't want to like spike that um addictive behavior back up but it's really difficult to find that balance and use social media for like being in touch with the world and being in touch with your community yeah because it so quickly and rapidly can fall back into you're on your phone for eight hours a day again and it makes it even more addictive the fact that like our feeds more and more over the years are becoming like tailored to us Yes. It's like if I know I can open this thing and and see content that is going to make my brain happy, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to keep coming back to it. Right. Yeah. And it's honestly gotten even like a little bit scary. Like I have actually noticed that there are things I talk to myself as we all do <laughs> from time to time. Right. Yeah. And I have noticed that like when I talk to myself, I tend to like whisper to myself rather than speak out loud, which sounds really mm-hmm. creepy. But um. Yeah just bear with me (laughs) and I've noticed when I've talked to myself like when I'm in that whispering tone the second I open TikTok or something the thing I was talking to myself about is immediately on my for you page whereas like if I'm talking out loud in a conversation with someone that thing that we're talking about might not necessarily end up on my for you page and so I'm like is this a way that they're like identifying like what is a more subconscious thought and pushing that content on people because that is like so terrifying to me that there's that it's just like infiltrating your subconscious and it's like of course this is going to become more and more and more addictive to us and more and more satisfying to us and like mm-hmm. like of course we're going to grab for it and it, it almost is like is there even a way to have that balance then with it <laughs> if this is like the kinds of tactics that are like hooking us to it yeah that I feel like the only tactics that I've come up with, I have all notifications on my phone. Well, I'm on Do Not Disturb 90% of the fucking time. Yeah. But I only, when I'm not on Do Not Disturb, I only have texts and calls. I do not have social media notifications because I want to have more autonomy. And when I choose to go on Instagram versus it saying so-and-so sent you a message. Yeah. Because if I look at every DM that I get when I get it, I'm never going to be not on Instagram Mm -hmm. and just for me I know myself and I know I would live on TikTok if I had it so I don't have it I think TikTok is a whole other beast in and of itself TikTok is wild yeah you can it scares me too much I don't I don't want TikTok to, to have that hold on me 
my relationship with TikTok now is getting to the point where in college my relationship with Twitter was and the whole reason why I deleted Twitter was because I would sit there for hours refreshing and there would always be new content refresh mm. new content refresh new content where to the point where I was like what am I doing I'm sitting here just reading random fucking strangers words on the internet all day long and I deleted Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm reaching a point with TikTok where I am sitting there and there's always new content there's always new content always. you can just always go Keep like swiping, keep swiping, keep swiping. There's always going to be a new video that you haven't seen. And it's quite terrifying because you're never going to get bored of sitting there and swiping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just feel like, again, it impacts so much of our psyche in so many different ways. I just think about instant gratification, your ability to be present in your own life, Mm -hmm. your ability to create from your own space rather than always just seeing what other people like consuming versus creating and and the imbalance that can happen there and your ability to communicate with people. If you're only receiving Mm -hmm. these like short bursts of videos, can you have a long form conversation with your best friend? Maybe not like maybe not it's it's real there's so many different ways I could go on and on mm-hmm. and consumerism materials like it yeah. just is really and I think that it's so unchecked and I really enjoy the ways that like some of the the ways that people create but I don't think a lot of what's out there is I think it's more harmful than helpful. I think there's really good things about social media, but in all of the ways that are like impacting someone's whole life and and again, their psyche in the grand scheme of things, it's like mm-hmm. we have to be aware of it. And I feel like we people do. get real defensive. Like, well, it's helpful. Yes, it is. But like we and have to like, be, think about right? harm reduction. Like, Right. It actually really can be helpful yeah. in a lot of ways too, because like, let's give an example of like, let's say somebody is like growing up in this family that, I don't know, cultish, like let's say they had like yeah. a cultish religious yeah. upbringing, right? And then the only way that they're seeing like an, like any other way mm-hmm. is through maybe content on social media, right? Like maybe they have their hands on social media and they're like, oh, like, wait, there's other ways of thinking. There's other ways yes. of Right. So it's like it does allow you to in some ways like have access to various, mm-hmm. you know, ways to see a situation. Like yeah. I think that's definitely a benefit of social media. It's like it can increase your ability to see multiple perspectives. And mm-hmm. but there's also, like you said, just so much negative to it that like in a in most cases, I would say almost yeah. the use of social media, like the negatives maybe outweigh the positives in most cases. Yeah. Like there's like, again, like you said, like I love like learning more about different topics, seeing different ideas. Mm-hmm. If we think about just everything, the genocide in Gaza, we would not have the information yeah. that we have if it wasn't for people on the ground. People mm-hmm. have become the media and that's beautiful and amazing in a lot of ways. And because everybody is the media almost anyone with a phone and social media is their own form of media as the consumer there has to be some kind of either individual or maybe even like 
like social media literacy or just your own yeah. boundaries on like what works for you and what yes what doesn't honestly social media literacy if that's something that starts being taught in schools at a very young mm -hmm. age I think that would be revolutionary because we like were teens when social media became like a big thing mm -hmm. right yeah and I can't even imagine being any younger than that and being introduced to social media. No. Like imagine being like that like 10-year-old on TikTok. Yeah. Like crazy. <laughs> I Instagram became a thing when I was in college. Mm -hmm. I like didn't have Instagram till like maybe sophomore, junior year of college for me. And <laughs> It wasn't at all what it is now. Like there weren't stories. Yeah. Like it wasn't no. it wasn't anything. It was like you posted a literal fucking photo. It was like, just one photo that you could post at a time. Like you couldn't even upload videos for a while. No. Like it was just photos. Yeah. And like it and you it's could just, only see who you're following and that's it. That's it. And so that's also a setting. You can change those settings. I only on Instagram see who I'm following. Mm. And it's sneaky as fuck because you have to change the setting every 30 days. Every 30 days, I see new people pop up on my Instagram feed, totally. and I have to go back into the settings and turn it off because I know it will become a thing where I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. God. It's just – it's designed to keep you on. It is. And keep you buying, keep you unfulfilled mm -hmm. in all of the ways just individually in your life unfulfilled in the moment you're reaching back for it the moment you put it down like yeah I think yeah there's there's a gap in just our social media literacy and like a personal like what is working for you and what isn't working for you yeah in regards to our relationship with our phones and social media absolutely and in some ways, too, like social media is really cool for even just like the growth of small businesses, right? Like if you mm -hmm. think about like how are people marketing businesses? Like it's just so much easier these days to decide I want to start a business and have a means to market it without having like a huge budget to do so. Yeah, yeah. And like there are like these these perks, right? But it's just like, yeah, are, can we be more mindful maybe of like how we're using these things? And dude, you just blew my mind with like social media literacy. Like I never even thought of that as like a thing that like could or should be taught, but it absolutely should be. Yeah. I know that like media literacy is taught in terms of like, yeah. is the story like from the onion or is it from the New York times? Like right. there's a lot of people who don't know how to differentiate, like no shame. You have to learn that. Right. But as far as like the social media stuff, I just feel like we are we are in unfucking charted territory right mm -hmm. now <laughs> and it is unchecked and i i think again just being with uh like kids in their early teens preteen age the last couple weeks and like just seeing that like an entire christmas list was built off tiktok trends just says a lot yeah. to me about how it's impacting the future generations and Mm -hmm. I don't I don't take things many things lightly and this is not one of them not one of them for sure <laughs> like I, I tend to to think like I don't know more yeah. in the extreme impact of things but I really feel like that's gonna have a huge impact on our world 
And it's it feels Black Mirror-ish to me. It does. It definitely is Black Mirror-ish. You know what, though? So, something I've really appreciated is I think like more conversations about this have been happening. And there's a creator I came across on TikTok actually the other day. And she's been doing this like series of like de-influencing. And oh, she I will. I love that. I, I yeah. love it. And she'll literally be like, if you think you need this thing, like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, let's like take a step back and remember like what is realistic for people to like have. Like, you don't need to have a million like sets of this or a million types of perfumes or like a million pairs of yeah. pants like this is we don't need that like <laughs> I love that so much because that's that's exactly that and I think just seeing the overconsumption and I don't know about you but for some reason in my mind it's really like shot up the last year just yeah. consuming 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 and, and that's now. also why when I move I'm like I just want to fucking like I want a capsule wardrobe I want uh-huh. nothing I want to own nothing yeah dude yeah and um, I agree with you. It has shot up in the past year. I feel the same way. And now TikTok also has like something called TikTok shop, which is new. So like people can literally sell items through TikTok and it's like being pushed as like ads on TikTok. So yeah, like they're, they're just finding more and more ways to like uh, create a sale through social media platforms. Yeah. And that absolutely is having a huge impact on our like um, overconsumption of just like items that end up in fucking landfills in like two months, you know, like the shit that's a trend and you buy it and then like you're bored of it because now everyone has it. And then it's like, it's like, you know, that's going to happen. So why don't we just focus on buying the things that we know we personally are really going to like. And it's not just like a passing moment in time where everyone's buying thing, and then we're all going to throw it out and then it's just going to sit there and never decompose and continue to kill our planet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the level of consumerism is insane in regards to our relationship with the earth. And it goes back to what you were saying before about authenticity. Like if you feel the need to always be on trend or buy the thing that is everyone's getting and like the fucking Stanley Cups, like right. things like that yeah dude like what is that actually doing for who you are as a person if you really authentically love that drink out of every stanley cup in the fucking world but if you're doing that because somebody that you want to be more similar to or you want to impress Mm -hmm. has a cup or whatever the thing is i don't even know if they're trendy anymore but like again it's so fleeting who even knows if they're Mm -hmm. so trendy but like and like okay just to take a moment like step back from that right like of course something like the stanley cup has like good function like it keeps things cold it keeps things warm like if that's something you really um value in like a reusable cup like absolutely get one but like if let's say you have like a cup like this that's not stanley brand but it's like a fucking cup and it does the same job or why are you gonna like ignore this one and go buy the one that says stanley on it (laughs) like if the cups and the shit that you already have keep things cold, keep things warm. Do we need to go buy a new one? (laughs) Remember what the purpose of these items are before you just mindlessly consume new items because it's the trend. Like what is the function? Is the function going to serve you or are you doing it because everyone else has it? It really just made me think of what we've said in the past. Everything is okay right now. Mm-hmm. everything is okay right now and maybe that's even for myself and if you're listening if this sticks with you but that can be like a mental check before like 
following a trend or following a person or just that pause of like, all right, everything is okay right now. Do I need this? Am I am I following this person or am I buying what they're selling based on this feeling of inadequacy in me? Is -hmm. that the intention or is it coming from the place of, wow, no, this makes me more me? Is it coming from like, I'm not enough or I am Mm -hmm. just going to continue being more myself if I am engaging with this or consuming this or purchasing this or anything like that? Because the fact that too, like the TikTok shop is on there, it just makes me think about like, it's almost like a a scrolling magazine in a way that it's kind of like with people who look like you and feel like you and like this is somebody who I really relate to they're just an average person they're but they're really an influencer but really you're scrolling through a fucking magazine at that point there was actually a creator that made a video on this that I saw the other day and she said TikTok is becoming like infomercials kind of like remember like late night tv when you would turn on or something that's like what TikTok is becoming (laughs) So it's like there were other versions of this that existed. Yeah. Before, right? Like people would sit there in the past and like watch like hours mm. of basically just infomercials and order shit off yeah. the television. But it was also just so much. There were so many more like obstacles barriers. or barriers mm-hmm. to like obtaining the item back then. Like you had to pick up the phone and make a phone call to purchase something. And it was just yeah. like, like this whole like weird exchange. And like now it's literally like click, click, click put your credit card information in, maybe not even, right? Maybe you just not like even. double click and do the Apple Pay thing. It's like so easy. They've just made it way too easy to mindlessly buy. Like there's less steps yeah. from point A to B. And it is just making this such a bigger issue than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the core of this to me, and again, I don't take things lightly and, and it feels, it could feel like a leap, but I feel like through our conversation, we've gotten to this conclusion that it, it can take you further from yourself and take you further from the earth. Mm-hmm. And it feels like we're engaging more in the collective, but we're really not necessarily right? always. And we can feel like we're involved, but maybe it's just like you know like the fluffy trends rather than really what's going on in the world and how it impacts you or or could be making an impact absolutely social media literacy beautiful and that was a perfect summary of everything landing the plane once again (laughs) 